Why can't we purchase the same strain consistently? We explore the lifespan of a strain. Florida Smart and Safe Petition gains momentum in parking lots all across the state. We got some updates on the hemp regulation bill that threatens small businesses. Gas station weed is on a temporary hold as Green Thumb plans for posting up at Circle K gets stuck in litigation. All this and some thick clouds on today's show. We hope you got your weed and your coffee because we're dragging ass, but we're going to get you through this podcast. I'm your host, Sunny D. And I'm Captain J. And, and we're, we're the, the Pot Smoking Bombs. Hey, if you are, if this is your first time here, welcome. We hope you uh, get real comfortable. And if you uh, have heard us before, welcome back. We appreciate your ears. If you like us, we ask that you please rate, review, subscribe. Share our podcast check and check out our website and just be friends with us generally. Uh, check us out on all social medias. You can go to potsmokingmoms.com and find everything there. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I am ready to sesh. I'm a little, I haven't smoked in a while. I know. And it's been a really long day for us, <laughs> which you'll hear all about. So if you want, go ahead and pack your bowl or grab your joints. Okay. We're headed for a fluent smoke sesh. Just the tip. <laughs> just, just the tip. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we're talking about should we at least start burning? Because today we actually each made ourselves a little cone. You're already toasting. You're already uh, getting started there. I know. <laughs> well, I uh, packed myself a cone of Lady Madonna number 10. It is known for its energizing properties that promote a feeling of euphoria. So this is different for me. I usually don't go for sativas. The scent is reminiscent of fresh flowers and the good. taste is similarly floral with subtle notes of sweetness. Whether you need a little boost to get you through a busy day or you simply want to unwind, number 10 is an excellent choice. Major terpenes is caryophylline, <laughs> myrcene, and limonene. And Lady nice. Madonna, if you don't know, is the title of a Beatles song. Which is very appropriate for Captain J. I'm not going to lie. It's why I bought the string. And it's number 10. Number 10 was my beeper code. Oh, gosh. <laughs> number 10 is my beeper code. Now I'm number 10. For J. For the for the letter J. It's not the 10th letter. Oh, nice. <laughs> We're aging ourselves Well, here. cheers for that because... Uh, oh, you already lit your yeah. cake boss over there. My cake boss is a sativa-leaning hybrid created by crossing mango haze and layer cake. It has a smooth and distinct haze style flavor accented by a sweet aftertaste. The strain emits a sweet pine-like pine scent and provides a euphoric creative buzz with relaxed finish. We both got some sativa leading. We need the energy. Cheers. After our day. Cheers. We got Uncle Jesse with the bong sounds there for us. I, I feel really awkward. Smoking a J? No, I feel really awkward that we're doing this without our headphones. Because mm. I'm used to hearing your own voice in the headphones. Yeah. So this is a, a first for us. Yeah, it's a little different. I feel a little more free, though. Free. You know? My ears can breathe. But, um. All right. Thank you, uh, Fluid, for our smoke sesh. Make sure to go check out the link in our bio on Instagram or on our website, Check out their rewards program. Check out their stuff. Yeah, Get us there a little you go. traffic QR through that code. link. Jesse put the yeah, QR support code up. our sponsors like they support us. Uh, you could, there's a, if you're watching us on YouTube, which at this point you should watch us on YouTube, <laughs> um, or actually you might be able to watch us on Spotify too. So you might be watching us on Spotify. We do flash up QR codes, so you it'll send you right through uh, to the link where you're supposed to go. 
So this, this, uh, oh my God, I can't believe it's like, we're recording this on a Saturday. It feels like a whole weekend has passed by. Like <laughs> In the span of three days, I feel like, you know. Because we usually record Saturday during the day and a Saturday night. And we actually spent Saturday doing shit with yeah. our families and still getting together and recording. <laughs> yeah, busy, busy. Um, this So yes, last night we took the kids out to see the Mario Brothers movie. So uh, me and my neighbor... She has two twin boys that are the same age as my oldest. They're well, they just turned six. So we went with them, which is cool because we don't really ever get to spend too much quality time with our neighbors because we're usually like, you know, chasing after the kids or whatever. But we were able to go watch the movie. It was nice. It's really cute for those of you who I mean, you know, it's nostalgic. Like we grew up playing Mario Brothers. So it was really cute. The kids enjoyed it. And then we went out to dinner at our favorite new place, which is like that. Um, it's like a the beer place with the market. Yeah, the market. It's like a what do you call it? Like a food court. So there's like the so many court, different yeah. restaurants under one area food um, market or whatever. Yeah. So we went there. The kids run around. There's always a bunch of kids there. So, you know, it's family friendly. It was lots of fun. And then today was. The first school birthday that I So how did that go? The one you told us about last week. Yeah. Uh, It reminded me why I don't like throwing birthday parties. Uh, (laughs) It's like a lot. It's very overwhelming. I mean, even even for me, it was very overwhelming. It was fun. Uh, I feel like my my kid, my five-year-old is not very assertive. So they were doing like games and stuff. And she felt kind of like, I don't know if she felt like, the odd man out or she wasn't comfortable it was at the beach too so like they're barefoot and so they were complaining about you know the sand gets hot and stuff but yeah like, that's where the beach if you're if we're if i'm at a party and they're playing if life is a highway i'm gonna ride it all night long i'm not having a good time you know <laughs> the music selection <laughs> and then they did like and then the kids started doing karaoke roll to frozen i was like you know i love it's kid party you know you got to remind yourself that but at the same yeah. time it's no, like it's not for you you gotta for put a you gotta put a stop to some of the like you gotta put boundaries in for stuff right kid karaoke ah that's just too much you know but they, oh but they love it it, it then you know i they had fun uh it was interesting i there was a lot kid of uh, my husband at one point was like oh a lot of the a lot of the dads are wearing those long sleeve fishermen shirts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was like, I, we felt a little, you know, it was very white in there. Uh, I I I yearn for my Hispanic friends and my black friends when I'm like kind of stuck in a, like a you know a very white Predomin- situation. Predominantly white. Predominantly, yeah, because I'm like, oh my god, I feel like the odd man out. There's you know. And then there was someone in the distance with a widow, you know, like doing the. <laughs> and I was just like, my people are calling me. They're calling me. Uh, you That's know, so and I was just like, man, I, like I need to get some opposite, Hispanics dude. in here. Put some I was like at glorious the, the most Cuban birthday Oh my God, for today. real? <laughs> yeah. You I were at the most Cuban? Today, and it was the most Cuban birthday party. It was like. The abuelita there reminded me of my abuelita. And like, I even ran oh, into, cute. I even ran into an old family friend. You did? While I was there. Like, as soon as I, I went in, well. That's Hialeah's fuck, by the way. Well, it was in Hialeah for one. Yeah. Uh, it was at their house. And um, actually, you know how for Julian's birthday, we had that one f- a friend from school that came with his brother. Uh-huh. And it was the only friend of ours that we had there that was from school Mm -hmm. those parents that came that i was like oh my god hold the house doesn't smell like Uh weed let me hide anything weed like looking (laughs) um it was their son's birthday it was their house yeah it was their house and they lived literally like down the street and around the block like three blocks down that way make a right and then right there um so we got there and there was no parking because it was so full already. We were late. We got there at like 1.30 and it started at that 12. Sucks, yeah. So we, we live so close. Johnny just dropped us off nice. and then drove back and then walked over. <coughs> but as soon as I walk in, I see um, this girl that lived across the street from my dad growing up. So like they, they lived across the street from us 30 years. The neighbors are still there. She's obviously grown up an adult now with her own family out she was there because it was a birthday brother birthday party for brothers uh-huh. one was turning eight one was turning nine the nine-year-old is in third grade with my son 
and the eight-year-old is in second grade with her son. Oh. So that's how she was there. I was like, oh, okay. And it was really funny because I haven't seen this girl. Like, the, the I've seen her online. Like, I've seen her as an adult online, but I've never, like, interacted with her um, as an adult. It's always been, like, when we were young. I was a teenager. She was, like, a kid, mm -hmm. you know? And, and now your parents and now we're parents and our kids are at the same birthday yeah, party. That's and funny. I, she's a PSM. She's a pot smoking nice. mom because she follows us on Instagram. Are you serious? Yeah, that's I don't know if she listens to the show. If you are. Hi, Maylee. <laughs> um, but uh, she I know she's following us on Instagram because I, I noticed a long time that's ago that cool. she did. And I, I've run into her a couple of times that I've never had a chance to like actually hang out. So that was nice. So we might actually hang out. We exchange our phone numbers. Uh, which would be nice because, you know, the thing that you talked about last episode, like the unicorn mom, that, that viral TikTok or whatever thing you right. saw with the diaphragm. The what the is that called? Venn diagram. Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah. About the proximity and the kid's age and interests. Literally and, and meets we, all those things, <laughs> you know, and you no, know, they're super close. They live in the townhomes right by the yeah. elementary school. So okay. it's like. Yeah, you know, right there. Oh, then we'll see. I hope it'll be all in the neighborhood. Yeah, but it's same thing. Nice. But super Cuban birthday party, and he yeah. was like, from the moment we got there, they're like, oh, Julian. They got so excited when he got there. Boom, he went off to play. There's a, it was a pool party, so they were swimming in the pool, and then also they had a big slide, like a water slide. Oh, for real? So up and down that shit all nice. day, all day. That's fun. And he didn't even want to leave. It was like five something it was like it was six o'clock i think and we're like you gotta go you know <laughs> i even stay i had to leave to come back and work on content for the podcast uh -huh. and and oh, johnny stayed there with yeah oh, okay. well no with johnny oh. johnny stayed there with him <laughs> but um i came I, i'm not there yet i'm not there where yeah it would be nice to be there with them because they're so close right. and it would be nice that he can have that kind of friendship with this friend where they ride their bikes to each other's house and oh, they like yeah, hang out, you nice. know, because they're so close to each other. And they literally <sighs> play every day together online playing Roblox. Yeah. It's just so why like, not just do it in person? So it was really nice to see him like actually playing out, playing in person with his friends in real life, you know, doing kid shit. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. You probably don't have to do this as much now because he's older. But it's really crazy how like you do. I mean, I hate having to place myself in the situation where I have to kind of teach my kid to like seek out friendship interactions. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, hey, there's your buddy Cyrus from school. Like we had seen him at another event. So you kind of have to like push them into playing with each other or try to like, you know, and I don't want to be too like pushy. Mm -hmm. But I do want her to understand the opportunities she has to like, you know, I try to tell her, hey, if you want to open up a conversation, say, hi, my name is Sloan. What's your name? Like, you know, you mm -hmm. have to got to get there. Sit on the other hand as a wrecking ball. Yeah, she'll just my youngest one. People. I feel like she could teach the oldest a thing or two about yeah. being assertive. Yeah, because she's a little overly assertive. And uh, she was just like, uh, uh, you know, up in the dirt, in the sands. <laughs> She was the, filthy. The second ones are always more feral and nuts. That's crazy because <laughs> we talked about that today as the conversation. She's like, oh, so you decided just the one because she has two. She has a 13 year old or almost a 13 year old and the eight year old that uh -huh. was there. And I was like, oh, you know, I guess it just ended up being one. If another one happens, it happens. But at this point, I don't think it's probably going to happen. Um, and she's like, good. she's like, good, good job. Like that yeah, was a great idea. Yeah. You know, they say it too. I've easy. told you before. Yeah, I know. Well. Like, it's like they trick you with the first one. The first one's always really good, yeah. and then the second one comes, and they're crazy, and they're fucking chaos. <laughs> it's like, it's like that song, that Led Zeppelin song. Ah, <laughs> she's just. And then the thing is, is I have to ease off the sweet Why does her. that happen? I have to ease off the sweet to I her. I feel like the further you go, like, they're crazier. Because like, I don't know. Yeah, it's I weird. I have two younger siblings, and my the youngest was always the really worst one. He was bad when we were kids. He was getting in trouble the all the time. in my family. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the worst. My the middle child in this situation is my brother's. But growing up. Who was the one that was like? We were different. We were two separate too. Like I it know was like they were adults when you came ages. along. <laughs> yeah, twelve years. My sister's twelve years, and my brother's eight years older than oh, me. Oh, eight years. Okay, that's not too much older. That's a I lot mean, it, it older. Is. It's a lot, but it's not like 
an adult. <laughs> Jesse's like, yes, Jesse. Uh, Uncle Jesse is reminding me there is a TikTok I want to show you. It's exactly how I felt this weekend, and you guys might relate to it. So here it is TikTok of the day. A little mom hack for you is the next time you get ambitious and want to do something nice for your kids, like take them on a walk, just don't do it because doing <laughs> anything with kids literally sucks. They will just Literally end up all sucks. crying and refusing to walk and ruin your entire day. Save yourself the trouble. I feel like that's a certain age mostly. Well, I don't know. I guess it could be depending on the scenario. It could happen you all know, the time. And sometimes you feel guilty as a parent and you're like, I want to create the magical childhood for my kid. And I want to go do fun stuff and I want to show them the world, you know. And then you go, you take them somewhere and they throw the biggest shit fit and they don't want to be there and their face is all twisted and you're just like i am doing this for you so i gotta say my son oh he put some some little comments some of the comments are really hilarious someone writes i know this is supposed to be humor but it's literally 100 percent true <laughs> this is funny but it's also true yes yeah, someone writes kids, kids ruin everything. everything kids ruin everything like even 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 vacations to disney how can you ruin that i'm so glad we were being honest about this because for the longest time i thought i was doing something <laughs> wrong <laughs> i swear after they get more feral and ungrateful <laughs> after you see they do see the same thing yeah i this one I literally dropped my kids off at my parents' house and took myself to the zoo yesterday <laughs> all alone. And it was glorious. Oh, my God. Que rico. You know, I mean, sometimes it's just like that. I regret doing anything 90% of the time. Sammy is right. Went on a hike to find crystals yesterday. You think I was taking them on a death march? Oh, my God. <laughs> For real. And then you take them to go do something. We had taken my kids to the Renaissance Festival, walking to the car. They're like, where are we going now? And we're like, we're <laughs> home. We're going home. We're going. They're like, oh, I don't want to go home. And you're just like, where, well, where do you want to go? You know? Oh, these comments are great. See, it's so relatable. What is that? You're not alone, moms. We're all struggling. Look, this one says, just took my daughter to Disney World for the first time, and she asked to go back to the hotel all day. <laughs> my son did that, too. I know. Yeah. My son did. When are we going back to the hotel? <laughs> when are we going? I'm like, really? Yeah. We're in Disney Exactly. World. What happens when you take your kids to a fun place, and they're asking you to go home? Like, listen, to me... Uh, let's go home. I'm literally pushing you around in a stroller all day. <laughs> you don't even have to fucking walk. And you're asking, and you're asking to, go to go back, back to, to the hotel. hotel. Like, okay, I understand. He can only take so much. Right. It, sometimes it. it's too much. It, he too. needs like a couple hours and then a break. And then he's cool to come back. Like when we did half half the day at one park, went home, went to the hotel for a few hours, took a nap, relaxed, ate whatever, and then did another park for the evening. Yeah. That's the way to do it. It's a lot. It is a lot. And sometimes it's like, fuck it. I'm going to stay home and do and just and just serve my kid because that's what you do all day. You <laughs> just serve your kid all day. You got to serve him everything. I know. Yeah, I, I actually I the other day a, I got him to uh, heat up his own food and serve himself food. They're uh, training him. Yes, <laughs> like, you, you have start to. Learning and if you don't start sometime, you'll never be 30 was, and you'll still be making definitely making my own food younger than him. Well, but you were taking care of your siblings. Yeah. So that's a totally different situation. Yeah, like I was, I was, but it was like ravioli, like Chef Boyardee Yeah, well, but what are you like, going to make a fucking Gordon Ramsay? Freaking, I did eggs a lot. I got to teach someone how to do eggs. She loves eggs. I put a, 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 a thing in the fridge, a water dispenser, so that they could start dispensing Serving their, their own, own water, water, bro. Yeah, because yeah. I am like. Yeah, he's like, oh, can you give me some? Like, Dude, yeah, I told dispenser. The other day I go, hey, Sloan. She was like, I want water. I'm like, remember how I taught you to go to the refrigerator now? Go take your cup. And she was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Do this. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Start doing things for yourself. Yeah. Don't so, make a mess. Don't make too. mistakes as they learn. But, you know. Right, but you, you gotta, gotta just do be it. prepared to clean it up and oh. like be like, it's okay, you're learning now. You know to be more careful and hold the cup this way and whatever the whatever. I was gonna tell you something else. <laughs> I don't know if they've done this with you for your school mm -hmm. for Julian, but they're doing a program where they're doing a survival safety swimming classes. Oh, 
Okay. So, the, so I'm a little bit nervous because like it's a lot. They have to take their wet bathing suits off and put dry clothes on. They're going to be doing this for two weeks. They're going to take them to the YMCA. They're going to teach them with an instructor and then they're going to go back to the school, which I'm nervous because I'm like, you're transporting my kid. That's like a lot. A, that, and that's a lot. So I was a little bit nervous. I think it's a really good opportunity because kids, in, especially in Florida, there's pools everywhere. There's water everywhere. You need to learn how to swim here. Uh, I've heard too many horrible stories where kids, you know, fall into the pool or whatever. And this is really important. But like I'm I'm having that like thing of like overprotective parent where I'm like, oh, I don't want her to like it's a lot like you have to go they take you back to school and then mm. you get out of your wet clothes. So we're going to have to be working on that, you know, like practice, take with the weight bathing suit off at home. Yeah. Like have her like, but then that means I'm going to have to go to the pool all the time now. Or just, <laughs> or just go in the bathtub with her bathing suit. But yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's like fun. let her like pretend she's swimming in the bathtub. I used to do that all the time when I was a kid. I, used to, I didn't have a pool. You know, I yeah, swim to the bathtub. That was my pool. <laughs> yeah. Bathtub was fun. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. We're teaching children to be independent. Yes. So, so. Yeah. Uh, and that's another thing she talked. About. She's already in the phase where her older one can stay home for a little bit with the younger one, oh. and her and her husband can like spend more time doing things. I was oh. Like, man, that's nice. She's like graduated. Yeah, I mean, the older one's already a teenager. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you okay? Movies and shows. This is not a movie. You've been uh, sleeping. I've been sleeping. Yeah, I have. You I have haven't not done had. your homework. I've been too tired. You gotta watch it. Plus, I need I someone's need you Showtime to watch account. <laughs> you don't have, have one. You don't have. Oh, you don't have it on Hulu. I have, I have Hulu, it on Hulu, but I have the cheap Hulu now. Oh well, you know what? No, I might have someone's password still in my Fire Stick. So maybe I Fire just gotta, Stick doesn't have it. Like Fire it Stick does, doesn't it. have it. I would think it would have it. Yeah, I have to check. But I have to go on a mission and I haven't had time for missions lately. I just need you to watch it because I want to talk about theories. Wow. Theories? Like fan theories of the show? Like what could be happening? I like to theorize on what yeah. could happen. All right. You don't like to do that? I have to. I have to. I, I, I don't know. I have to. Get it's back. It. There she is. There she is. There's the show. Yellow Jackets. Watch it. You'd think they were paying the for other ad day, space Lauren on our and show. I did a for the last episode. We did a watch along. We watched together. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're like ready to go. You guys are funny. <laughs> That's cute. I'd love to do a watch along with our audience. We should do it. We should. But the thing is, oh look, I know, I know. Uh, Leslie watches and Meredith watches, and these are our patron watches. Uh, so. Everybody else needs to watch it, so we could do. So we could. And we could do like jackets. a show, like a book club, where you talk about it. <laughs> well, we also like we want to do like uh, watch movies with our with our audience. Yeah. So if you guys at home, if you guys have an idea for a movie we'd want to watch together, we could do like a watch party. That'll be fun. That would be fun. Hey, yeah. if you don't know that we're on YouTube, we are. Look at us. Look at us. Please <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube page. You can look at us right now while we're saying this <laughs> and waving our hands in the air. Uh, but our YouTube channel, go and give it some love. Subscribe. Give a little thumbs up thumbs and a heart. Up, comment. You know, any anything will be very helpful. We Much have... Obliged. The Miami Bud Crawl is coming up if you're in Miami. Yeah. Okay. May Friend 6th. of the podcast, guys. Yeah. You, you guys can get a discount. Listen to us on the regular. You're in this area. You want to come to this Bud Crawl? Use the Friend of the Podcast promo code and get yourself a discount because it's a little extra off for people that listen. Yeah, and it's the uh, promo code is friend of the podcast. So when One you're checking word. out, you just put in the discount code friend of the podcast. You'll get a little discount. We plan on hitting up Vita Can. The Flowery jumped on. Yup. So we'll be hitting up the Flowery where they have a, a nice new place there in North. We went Mary. and checked it out. It is a very beautiful, very nice, beautiful store. And uh, we'll be hitting up Grow Healthy, which we had a chance to smoke on some. These bud. all three of these dispensaries have. Really high quality flower. Yes, we're very <laughs> excited about excited this. about this bud crawl <laughs> because we love 
all flour, of these dispensaries. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like, you know, we're old school. We do the flour. And these, they have very good quality buds at these places. So yeah, I'm so excited. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be lots of, of fun. Buying weed and, and singing out, songs. snacks. Hanging out. Having fun. So check it thing. out. Also coming up, we have the season finale next of this week. next week, April 19th. We're going to be doing a live stream. I know we've <laughs> talked about it in the past. We're going to be doing a live stream for the premiere and a live stream for the finale. Mm. So you guys can come participate. Come over to our YouTube page. We'll be streaming it over on Facebook as well and Twitch. And you can uh, chat with us live. We'll be doing some of our fun games, our uh, smoke screen game. Live season finale. Wednesday, April 19th. Be there, 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 <laughs> there. So it's going to be fun. It's always fun when you guys are there and we can interact with you guys and live. You can on be spot, part real of time. the show and, you know, yeah, and Influence it's fun. You're part of the show. From us and you are part of the show. Right. In real time. <laughs> Playing the games with us. Super fun. So see yeah. you there. Uh, we want to give a big uh, special thanks before we get into our stories. Uh, we want to give a special thanks to our patrons. We love you guys. We appreciate the support. Uh, check out our website and see how you could support us on Patreon. Mm -hmm. You could get additional mm -hmm. perks. We have Discord, and that's kind of like the highlight of it's our, our hangout Patreon. spot. It's we hang out, we sesh together there. We share all of our, there's a whole thread for yellow jackets. <laughs> Jay is obsessed. So that's the ones that watch are. We have threads it's for a weird TV shows, show. but that's, yeah. But uh, go there. If you can't contribute to our Patreon, though, that's okay. Yeah, we're you're good here yeah. listening. You're doing your your part. We appreciate that. Just review, uh, share our content. You know, uh, share share stuff on your stories or on Instagram or wherever. Um, tell people, tell a friend, uh, share by doing a review. That'd be great. That would help us out. In uh, what is it? Apple. Apple. Yeah. Give us some stars. We'll on send Spotify. you a sticker. And Let us yeah. know. Let us know you sent us a review, and we would be. Happy to send you a stick. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we have arrived at the next destination. It is one of our favorite segments. We got some new snugs. New snugs, where we get high and read the, the news, news to you. you. This is an interesting um, article here. Yeah, I thought this was interesting, and I thought it would be a good a good read. Well, because and a mostly good discussion, we go to the dispensary and we find the strain we like, and then you go back to buy the strain, and it's no longer there. So, or you try it at a different place, and it's not the same. same. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the average lifespan of a strain? The way we buy weed has completely transformed alongside a wave of legal reforms and cannabis occurring worldwide over the past decade. There has also been a marked change in how smokers select the types of flowers to enjoy. The hype machine fueling trends and cannabis cultivars is on a constant churn, making the lifespan of any given kind of flower shorter and shorter. And many of today's consumers make purchases that align with particular growers and brands instead of specific cultivars. The results of cannabis cups once dictated the flavors we'd be smoking for years hmm. to come. But in the current marketplace, it can be challenging to shop with particular cannabis crosses in mind due to a lack of consistent availability. That leads to the deceptively simple question, what's the average lifespan of a cannabis strain? When asked about the trends in cannabis genetics, cannabis expert and author Elise McDonald's thoughts went back to a huge upset that took place at the Cannabis Cup in 2004 when Reefer Man, a Canadian, came into the Dutch scene and took first place in the sativa category for Love Potion Number 1. What? Reefer Man came into their scene and he swept up all the Dutch strains off of the map because he was bringing something new and fresh, she said. In my opinion, what the Dutch were doing in the 90s and early 2000s is the same thing that Californians are doing now. The Dutch had certain strains and everybody was crossing everything to everything else. And they eventually 
they just had this kind of model where everything became similar, very similar. Hmm. McDonald explained that Reeferman created strains like Love Potion by traveling the world, finding these land race strains, growing them out in huge fields and making selections, then breeding. Reeferman was then able to create a very, very novel flowers when compared to what was coming out of the Netherlands at the time, she said. I think the same thing is ripe to happen in California. Everybody's tired of these cookies crosses, <laughs> McDonald said. Everybody's grown out of the same stuff and crossing it willy-nilly to everything else. And it's just some it's just become this kind of weird muddle. Now the marketing director at Binsk. Binsky. Binsky. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald also sees a lifespan of strains from a different perspective. The other thing about this hype breeding and this shortening of the cycle of new strains is as a brand person, we feel pressure from the retailers, she said. The retailers are always wanting us to have something fresh and different on the in our menu. Uh, she explained that retailers' goals differ from traditional cannabis breeders who spend years stabilizing and maintaining genetics. McDonald likens the conversation around cannabis breeding to dog breeding saying it took generations of breeding Labradors to poodles to create Labradoodles. And they're still pretty crazy, she said. In cannabis, as with dogs, it takes generations to achieve clearly defined, consistent, and predictable traits. For breeders, that's your IP. That's, you know, your special sauce, McDonald said. And that work takes generations. It takes years to stabilize a strain. So what we're seeing now are these hype strains that are a flash in the pan and they're not stabilized. Unstable genetics could explain part of the reason why newer cannabis cultivars often lack staying power, but many other factors come into play. Mike Dotton, chief sales officer of Fig Farms, believes that a unique strains walk a, a walk a popularity parabola that rises and falls <clears throat> in about five years. We've had strains like Dark Karma that we've tried to retire, Don said. The distributor just says the demand is too high if you retire this and you're just losing shelf space. Like uh, you need to keep it growing type of thing. Dotton said more common strains have shorter lifespan as consumer demand drops. For us to bring in a super common strain like uh, Gelato number 41, we have maybe like six to eight month window where we can put out our standard amount before we have to start dropping it down and down and down and eventually backing it out. Marketing yeah. also contributes to a strain's longevity. Sometimes we roll out four or five new strains in a month and we don't have a marketing package on each one, Doan said. Those are things that would help extend the life of a strain also just having a proper marketing kit with it. Another element that keeps strains in the spotlight is their flavor profile fitting within overarching popular categories such as gas and fruit. Think the hype strains have a lifespan of five years, said mm. Luigi Diaz, a comedian who has worked in the cannabis industry for nine years. That's when it becomes hype. Then everyone grows it to perfection. Then comes to cross. Then comes the crosses, and by that time, the new hype has grown, and the growers have moved on while searching for that new fire. Though gas is forever, I feel like <laughs> the gas. That's like that's totally a tattoo. <laughs> gas is forever, and quite honestly, every time I, I I love gassy, very gassy, loud smelling yeah. stuff. Yeah, like the fruitier stuff. The, the those mandarin orange types yeah. i i can't do those anymore it i like those be. i like those too but i definitely like gassy yeah. smelling like gas is forever <laughs> true gas is forever but like i feel like there's certain strains that have been around forever and yeah, they're like still available like, yeah well that i don't think ever is gonna yeah, go away yeah. and then like for example, I bought Northern Lights today when I yeah, went Northern there. Lights That's like one of the standard. old school original old strains school. when we first started getting really good bud and shit. Yeah. And they still have Northern Lights. I feel yeah. like, do they just like cycle them in and out? Like, how do they decide? Well, yeah, I feel like uh, they, they usually have one or two uh, strains on deck that people might be familiar with, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something that they have uh, regularly. And then everything else is just yeah. a mish, mishmash of like 
oh, whatever we're growing now, I guess I guess they'll grow something and then, then determine its popularity. And if people keep smoking it and liking it, then, then they keep growing it. I, guess I don't know. That's what they're saying. But even it's though, like even kinda, if it's the like same they're saying strain. they want to retire a share, they're like, no, you got to keep growing it because people are buying because it. People so. are buying it. Yeah. What happens <laughs> when you try to grow something new to try something new and there goes a whole crop because nobody wants to buy it. And, and it there's like there's forever. like a breeder, like growers that are cultivating these plants and they're like trying to figure out the genetics they want and they're figuring and then they take years to develop a certain like genetics like to just what, just to, just grow it for a few years and then move on to something else. I know that's gotta be tough, right? I mean, you have to learn. I guess you would always, yeah, you would always certain... have to keep a mother. I don't know how that works. All right, so Josh Vert, co-founder of Royal Key, known for producing award-winning extracts, a main factor to finding a cultivar to put out on the market, often concerns its ability to become a cannabis concentrate. Another component in play is the way a particular strand grows. Vert entered a few flower entries into this year's Emerald Cup, including Riddles, a phenotype of red pop that was hunted from seed and then crossed with itself. Riddles, he said, didn't turn out to yield well enough to be made into rosin. Yeah, rosin, I can imagine it takes a lot to make rosin. Uh, there was a couple of phenos. There was one called... Yo play, yo play, like the yogurt, like the yogurt, yo play, yo play, that I don't think we officially killed yet, but it's just so mold prone. Oh, oh, see, that it didn't make the cut. He said, and you don't find those details out sometimes for a couple of runs. See, of it. so there must be some strains too sometimes that maybe they're more prone to mold, and it's harder to keep track of the quality on that or. Yeah. Or maybe bugs or something that, you know, that's crazy. Vert said it wasn't until Riddles was cured, revealing an aroma similar to the ever popular tropical fruit and bergamot orange essence of Skittles. I can never say that. Skittles. It's Skittles. It's Skittles. It's not Skittles. It's Skittles. All right. That he realized he might have something special. Skittles with Z's. It turns <laughs> out it's really special to me, but that's okay. Said, we just look to the people and notice what's really hitting and what gets people excited. We might have missed as well, you know. What oh, what we might have missed as well, you know. We don't see everything, smell everything. Vert pointed out that the traditional market drives a lot of trends. He said the terpene profile of Skittles is outstanding, but part of the reason that strain can't or won't die is that cultivar has a brand behind it. The strain's popularity has also led many other brands to use it in their breeding projects. Anytime you breed with that, it's got a Z on it. So it's getting marketed over and over again, he said. Mm -hmm. Ver explained that the question about a strain's longevity is complex because you could get into how much a brand has to do in marketing with the stability of a strain. And then you've got a market perception, overall acceptability, desirability for the thing. Skittles has those two things in spades. I feel like said. Runts is also another Runts is popular another big one. strain that people go to yeah. naturally. So if they see it somewhere, they'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then there's I like, got it the last time somewhere. You did? I think I, I, think I bought it at uh, Grow Healthy. You bought Runts there? Yeah. yeah it, it was, was good. I, I've yeah, got Runts good. from um, Liberty too. And then uh, one of our patrons always talk talks about the runs from cookies because she thinks think that's like runs. the bee's knees. Runs, right. Yeah. Is that I, did I say something else? Runs. I'm not doubt, doubting myself. <laughs> <laughs> so Alyssa Roberts, chief of staff with Kayla Axtrex, agreed that asking about the lifespan of the average strain is a complex question and echoed McDonald in stating that a constant quest for new flavors means cannabis breeders don't always work on genetic stability. The lifespan, the lifespan we see on genetics is around four to five years when we see a strain really strain really thrive and get that hype before it starts getting crossed, Robert said. Strain variability and differentiation are all based on the market and what the market wants to see. You got to grow with the market. Consumer, bro, it's demand. Yeah, it's demand. If people are going to buy it, they're going to keep growing it. And I feel like 
I guess Northern Lights is just that one of those old staple. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's a strains that they're always going to be reliable strain with a name that people won't forget. So. Interesting story. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of different strains here all the time, you know, everywhere. There's so many. Yeah, there's like insane amounts. And it's like, you know, they start when they start bastardizing it and they start just like crossing shit left and right. Mm -hmm. It's romper room. What is that? <laughs> well, that was news nugs. It's time to move on to. Miami. <laughs> I forgot about the about the buffer. Yeah, about the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. I got too into the song. I know that song is always uh, it's always a bop. All right, so our Florida stories are, are actually recap stories. Like it's kind of updates on things that we've been reporting throughout the year. And can I say this? Uh, I went to Target today to purchase a gift for this party we went to, and as I was getting back into the car. You were a pair of gentlemen solicited. approached. Yeah, I was solicited to <laughs> sign a petition. And I was like, because you know what? I it's it, Isn't it terrible when you're like in the middle of life and you're trying to purchase and you got a lot of things going, especially when you have kids and places you got to be, things you got to do. So I was in I, in the store. I was shopping and I cannot stand when the, the AT&T people kind of approach you. I go crazy. I've oh, God, I just want. I and I, I feel so, so bad. I feel so bad because they can't. they lock eyes with you. I'm like, don't look. I and know then you're I like, like oh, I, I don't never know. look him in the eye. <laughs> but you're also like you can't ignore. I like ignore I cannot, them. They're human beings. Yeah, <laughs> they, and they're they're searching for your connection. Your connection. So I'm looking for Barbies in the aisle, and this beautiful girl, young girl, approaches me, and she's in like, the store. Hello? Yeah, this is for AT&T. Oh, okay. hello. And I'm like, how are you doing today? And you're how, what do you do? You can't be like while you're shopping. While I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm great. How are you? But in the back. But this is my face, right? Turns it goes from. To like, oh, geez, now I got to fucking do this shit. I, oh, I don't want to, you know, what a hard job. So then I go to her. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, well, AT&T is having a special plan. And I go, she's like, oh, how, who do you get your service from? And I'm like, oh, my husband has me on a plan. Like, I'm not in charge of that. She's like, oh, OK, <laughs> bye. Finally get out of the Target. I think I'm home free. And then these two dudes approach me <laughs> and I say I did one of these. I was like, I'm sorry. I got to I got to go. I, I don't have time. I got to go because I, I, you know, what am I going to do? And then because you because you, they get you, you they say hello they to were you. They were from safe and smart. So they had to be because it's the only petition going around right now. Right. So I'm like, no, I'm too busy. I got to go. And then he says to me, hey, legalize marijuana in 2024. And I was like, yeah, but not the way truly wants to legalize it. I need to grow my own. And he goes, oh, you can grow your own. And I was like, excuse me. He was like, on the down low. And I thought, <laughs> I'm like, what? If I did not have to take off, I would have. I would have been how like, it is now, bro. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't want to do it on the down low. God, I mean, I can't grow it. I, God knows I can't grow it. <laughs> but I would like the ability to grow it. So, anyways, I said, peace out. I won't grow it. And I dipped for this uh an update on this story they're doing which well they're, without us which is that's basically they're yeah, right they're on doing track very well uh, so florida's marijuana legalization proposal gains momentum i guess that's what 20 new, million dollars does for you i think it's been more than 20 million actually yeah. will new hemp regs derail industry growth florida marijuana proposal gang it oh uh, will nears ballot spot you want to read it <laughs> get a nears ballot spot in 2024 a, me a measure filed this past summer by Smart and Safe Florida, the political committee proposing a constitutional amendment to legalize recreational cannabis, has garnered well over two thirds of the votes needed to be placed. Votes, you mean signatures, right? To be placed on the 2024 ballot, reported oh, CBS yeah. News. Probably. They mean signatures, votes. Yeah. According to the State Division of Elections website, the initiative has collected 635,961 
signature valid signatures as of Tuesday, representing wow. and and this the story came out April fifth. So as of Tuesday before April fifth, uh, six hundred and thirty five thousand nine hundred and sixty one valid signatures. That's a lot. Yeah. Representing an increase compared to 420,000 signatures submitted a month ago, which we reported right, right. on this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've been tracking right. this, uh, the progress of this. Uh, the measure adult personal use of marijuana seeks to allow already existing medical marijuana companies such as True Leaf Cannabis Corp to begin selling recreational cannabis. True Leaf contributed over 20 million to the campaign, of which more than 19 million was spent on expenses related to petition collection and verification. Oh, they sent us the link to reapply, by the way. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. <laughs> Uh, the proposition would allow adults over 21 to possess, purchase, or use marijuana products and marijuana accessories for non-medical personal consumption by smoking, ingestion, or otherwise. However, the initiative would not allow home cultivation for personal use. If the political... You're about to jump into a song there. <laughs> Uh, uh -huh. What is it? Uh, uh, Aruba, <laughs> Jamaica. Ooh, uh, you sound like you're about to bust into Beach Boys there. <laughs> if the political committee gets state Supreme Court approval, the proposal will then need to ga gather another 891,589 valid signatures. Another on top of oh the, on top God. of what they have. Are you kidding me? Or so total? If the political committee gets state supreme court approval, the proposal will then need to gather another eight hundred. I, I, I think it might be a mistake. I think they need total eight hundred and ninety one thousand five hundred eighty nine. I don't yeah, think this article need... was written by Benzinga, and I don't know <laughs> those guys. We've already had a couple of bumpy rolls with those guys. So I think it might be total because that number looks familiar. Eight ninety one five eighty nine. Yeah. So, like all together, that's what they need. I think so. Yeah, because they would need because to get another eight ninety one. Oh my god! <laughs> On top of the six hundred, they're at six hundred thirty five thousand now. To get another eight hundred ninety one. On top of that, well, whatever to be placed on the twenty twenty four ballot. And well, if it gets placed on the twenty twenty four ballot, mm -hmm. Captain J, what are you going to do? Sixty percent. Sixty percent of the population would have to vote for it. It won't pass for less than 60%. Would, what would you? I know. I, I, I can't. I cannot. I cannot with a clear conscience say okay to something that doesn't allow us the freedom to grow it ourselves, unfortunately. And I understand that it has a lot to do with verbiage and all of this sign, shit. But at the end of the day, that shit I'm looks shady. I'm not going to sign that petition. I don't want to be a part of it. But... But if it gets on the ballot, you'll vote for it? I don't know. I will look at the final wording, how it is on the ballot, see where we are. But I, the thing is, is that it would open so many opportunities. Yes, it'll be mostly for fucking True Leave and all I the know. other current MCs um, yeah. out. But it would open a lot of other opportunities for other businesses as well. Right? Like... It's recreational now. You, you don't think own, eventually that's going to be illegal. No, but like what I mean is like, you don't think that's going to eventually lead to things like consumption lounges, like eventually. Yes. As they continue to like, you know, I it'll be know. also a lot easier to get away with doing parties and events and things like that happening at those kind of things. I, I don't know. What's the law going to be about consumption? Is it is, is it in the home? Like I would have to see everything. I don't remember. Right. Like yeah. what, what? There's like less people will be getting arrested for it, being put in jail. Yeah, for it's, it. there's gotta be a couple of extra additional things. Because if it's legal and you can have it possessed and you can be smoking it, nobody should be getting arrested for it anymore. Right. The only the way they would be getting arrested for it is if like they're growing it. They're not supposed to be growing it, right? That's the big downfall of this. I don't know. This is a if it gets there, I might. I, I don't know. Yeah, I might vote for it. I don't know. I feel a little. 
I don't know. Jaded. We'll yeah. see when they get there, but it looks like they're getting there. So we'll keep you like posted. On their way. This is the next one that we've been talking about. It's about the hemp regulations. A critics warn proposed hemp regulations will destroy Florida's hemp industry. Meanwhile, a pair of measures introduced recently seeks to regulate the state's hemp industry further. SB 1676 and HB 1475 would limit total THC. No, no. Oh. <laughs> Content in hemp products is why we need a teleprompter <laughs> to 0.5 milligrams per serving and two milligrams per package and would likely prohibit the Delta 8 and most full spectrum hemp CBD products, as well as the marketing of hemp products to minors reported where news. Floridians should feel safe when products sold in our state with products sold in our state, said Republican Senator Colleen Burton, who is behind SB 1676. They deserve to have confidence knowing hemp extract products are not marketed in a way that is confusing or misleading, especially for children who mistake them for candy. Agriculture Commissioner Wilton Simpson also supports the push to further regulate the hemp space. Some say this bill will end the hemp industry, Simpson said. Let me be clear. The current Wild West situation selling anything to anyone is going to end. Those claiming that bills threaten to endanger the existence of hemp industry said that thousands would suffer the consequences of the policy change. Over 100,000 jobs will be lost overnight because of this bill. Small business would go bankrupt and be out of business overnight, one of the public speakers said. Now, look, I, I, I feel like this hemp bill um, that we... I do feel that it is kind of the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. I feel that... Because of Delta 8, people have started to try to figure out how to use the loopholes to their advantage and create other synthetic cannabinoids. Um, I think that there does need to be some regulation because some of this shit is crazy. Uh, We need to. but, But I do definitely also think that that's just like educate themselves about the products they're taking, not to just take anything you know, and be smart about what you mm-hmm. consume, but the availability of it is really, you can get this stuff anywhere. Yeah. So there does need to be some regulations, but I don't think, I think that people that are in the business and work with hemp need to be making the laws about it. And I don't think that people that have no fucking idea what it's about and how it works I don't think they have any any business. Well, you can't really have the industry making the regulations right, right, that they need right. to follow to make it safe. Right, but there needs like, to be someone who's who knows what's going on in order to, to be, be able to. They need to do their due diligence, do their research, speak to people in the industry, learn about it before making any rules and right. regulations about it. You know, there has to be research and there. And that's the thing. There isn't really much research that has come out on all these new synthetic cannabinoids that they've taken from hemp with the farm bill. Yeah. You know, they're everybody's trying to use that. Farm yeah, everybody's bill to trying it to use, their advantage. Yeah. To see how they can make money off hemp. Right. And um, so what we're going to have Riley uh, coming on the show. Like she's supposed to come go over some of the research she, she saw that's come out so far about it and how they're, they're learning that there's other uh, molecules in these synthetic, you know, uh, cannabinoids that they, they don't, they don't know what they can't account for it. Right. Cause yeah. they don't know about well, it that yeah. much yet. So there's still a lot to be learned and they don't know, the, you know, anything about these yeah. molecules and these, the way they work. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there got to be regulation, but they got to do it right. Right. You can't just be like, there's already a very robust business built on this. Yeah. And a lot of hundreds of thousands of jobs in the state of Florida. Thousands of small businesses. Like, you know, you got to you gotta figure it out. You Because know? <laughs> these, these people can't just lose their jobs overnight. Right. You know? They need time to be able to adapt to whatever regulations. Exactly. And they're already what there are there's already certain testing being done, right? They all have their uh certificate of analysis where they're testing I mean, for certain. But that's things. the thing. We don't know since since there are no real regulations within the hemp industry. We don't know what some of these companies are putting on their packages. We're not sure that that's legit. They're not doing tests on delta eight they're not showing you uh what is it called the poas 
or analysis is on certificate of analysis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them have their little thing and you can scan for it. the Delta eight stuff, the hemp stuff. I believe so. Some of it, but I don't know. I've seen a lot of stuff that's yeah, just kind of even CBD and all of that. I thought it was required. I thought that was at the very bare minimum was like mm-hmm. there's certain like testing. You have to make sure that it's safe to be consumed for people to use it. All right. So our next uh, story is actually also an update on something we reported, uh, I think, last season. Yeah. Uh, last it, was, it was a while back. Yeah, the Circle a, K. Yeah. Weed Circle K. Green thumb deal to sell medical marijuana at Florida gas stations on hold amid litigation. Surprise, surprise. So Come we already on, knew what? it was on hold because nothing had been officially approved. Yeah. Uh, but apparently now uh, there's some litigation going on. So a novel deal unveiled more than five months ago by Green Thumb Industries to lease space and open medical marijuana dispensaries adjacent to Circle K convenience stores in Florida has yet to win approval from state regulators and is now in litigation. The plan, which would allow motorists to pump gasoline at select Circle K convenience stores and purchase medical marijuana from an adjacent Rise Express dispensary, Drew national news coverage last October. <laughs> yeah, they would have to be a registered patient. They would have to be. Yeah, it was a huge PR stunt to get their name, which, hey, it's it worked. Like it was very it was going to the gas station because now buy the weed. It you was know? pretty. It was a story that went pretty viral, though, with it them. Did. And it was good for publicity, but it was true. We've talked to them and they were like, oh, we're going to, you know, you guys should come to the grand opening of the Circle K. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know when it happens. <laughs> we're still waiting to hear that. It's, you know, we'll be there eventually one day. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time, GTA, GTI, uh, GTI founder and CEO Ben Kovler called the deal a game changer, adding convenience is a strong channel in retail and people want more access to cannabis. I mean, that is pretty convenient. We've talked about it before where it's like, oh, this kind of further destigmatizes it. Yeah. It's so, like getting beer at the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> getting weed. I know. But I feel like that is something that we would get to once it's recreational. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like seeing this while it's still medical I mean, is still a little premature. There's pharmacies that are like in and out. Like, there's, But are there pharmacies in a gas station is what I'm saying. I don't know about a gas station, you know what I'm but saying? they're in grocery stores. Right. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, I would assume too that this wouldn't be, this would have a separate hour open, a separate, separate. retail hours from the gas station as Obviously, well. Obviously, they're not, so they're not, I don't think they're going to even share a lobby. I think it would be like. Separate business, just attached. Attached, but like, kind of like a duplex. Yeah. It's the same building, but, but like separate yeah. entries. Like my house. Like. <laughs> <laughs> So shortly after the October announcement, however, MJ Biz Daily confirmed that the state's medical cannabis regulator hadn't signed off on the deal, a position that has remained unchanged since then. The department's stance has not changed. Health Department spokesman Jay Williams told MJ Biz Daily this week. The deal is currently in litigation, so I can't comment any further on that. <laughs> Williams didn't provide details about the about the nature of the litigation. Yeah, the state wants just the like, tea. The state is just like, yeah, right, bro. bro. This ain't <laughs> this happening. Like, GTI, a Chicago-based multi-state operator this week, noted the realities of the situation. As with all Rise dispensary locations in Florida, the opening of Rise Express stores remains subject to regulatory approval, the company said in a statement sent to MJ Biz Daily on Thursday. GTI operates seven Florida dispensaries under its Rise Express brand, according to the company's website. Circle K's Florida operation and the company's Canada-based parent, Alimentation Kushtar. <laughs> what? Did not respond to MJ Pitt's daily inquiries. Alimentation <laughs> Kushtard. Circle K headquartered in Vancouver, British Columbia, has more than 600 stores in Florida. Parent company Alimentation Kushtard <laughs> has inked. That is such a. I'm glad I know. A, why, I I, that. why do they name? Why is that company named that? That must it's be somebody's, somebody's last name. name. Yeah. Has inked name. similar deals in Canada that allow for the co-location of a cannabis retail outlet at Circle K locations. Oh, 
In Florida, GTI had a plan to start. You got to hold yourself there, buddy. To start a test and learn rollout this year with about 10 stores across the state, the company said in October news release. This bitch is dying over here. <laughs> let me let me scroll for myself while you catch your breath there, buddy. You got you got some yeah, words coming up. Under this arrangement and Florida rules, MMJ dispensary operators would have to submit a variance request with the regulators, according to Florida cannabis attorney Matt Ginder. Ginder, Ginder, Ginder. I'll keep reading because she's laughing. If that request advanced regulators would perform a site inspection to ensure the property complies with state law, and if so, would ultimately grant a dispensary oh authorization. Geinder expressed some doubts on uh, the project design would be approved as originally envisioned. It's hard for me to speculate, but if anybody is envisioning that it's going to be a concept like a subway and a gas station, <laughs> that's something that would just run afoul of the law and regulation said Geinder and a partner in the cannabis practice group of Fort Lauderdale headquartered Green Spoon Martyr. GTI emphasize <laughs> because at some point my tongue is like, yeah. fuck you. GTI emphasized in October correspondence with MJ Biz Daily. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that it stores would be adjacent to Circle K locations, not inside them. Oh, See, God. like exactly what we said. Right. Green Thumb shares trade on the Canadian Securities Exchange as GTII and on U.S. over-the-counter markets as GTBIF. Or Gizbif. In case you want to try to invest before this doesn't get approved. <laughs> circle K. I mean, oh my God, look at me from crying. I literally <laughs> cried. <laughs> you're such a, <laughs> you're such a, you're such a cooch star. Cooch, cooch tard. Oh, I'm sorry. I laughed right into the mic, but he put it right up on the screen. The tard. I can't. Um, they had to, if, if that's somebody's name, I can't imagine the bullying as a kid. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, goodness. For sure. Cooch tard. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Yowza. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Look, there's a, See, right next the to rendering. It. You know, of... and I've seen a lot of Circle Ks that do have that extra side space, you know, adjacent. I'm sorry. The adjacent. Extra adjacent space. <laughs> adjacent because space. you know they're trying to ride that. We need to open like a smoke shop in a Circle K. <laughs> Listen, there are one too many smoke shops. If, if there's joke. one too many things in this world right now, it's smoke shops and crab restaurants. There's so many. They're everywhere. Shops. They're everywhere. I just saw a commercial for a crab restaurant in Doral. That's like an all you can eat. Like I'm sorry, there's never restaurant. enough good crab restaurants. But I feel like I go and what, I, is this ridiculous of me to think? There's not that many down here. There's like there here, wasn't. Here. There are now. There's a ton of them. Oh well, locally, yeah. Look them up. There's everywhere. I like to go to Crabman 305. <laughs> Crabman 305. We're giving a shout out to Crabman 305. Oh my god! Hopefully okay. he hears this and sends us some crab this way. Yeah, if you if you know, you know they're in like Opalaka, and it's not even a sit down restaurant where like you order out. to go. Yeah, and that shit's good. They have like this crab rice this like cajun rice with like oh chunks of God. crab in can it can we order it right now and they have <laughs> it's so good but i'm like so many crab restaurants in a recession like how we got i ain't got no crab money everybody running around with crab money do you guys got crab money because it's smoke shops and crabs that's all we got here <laughs> smoke shops and crabs there are a lot of smoke shops. Oh, that crab look crab man 305 see yeah I, I i think that is they have that there I believe that, that looks like be. the dot. Is that? Can you put that logo back up? It, it does look like the dolphin. It looks logo. like the dolphin's logo, with right? The sun. Yeah, with the crab inside of it. <laughs> with a crab instead of the dolphin. <laughs> Crabman three hundred five. Oh my gosh, this shit's good, bro. We're gonna hit him up. We're gonna show him a clip of this podcast. Be like, hey, guy, we're shouting Spons you out. <laughs> Send us some food, man. Can I just get free crab, bro. <laughs> Give us some free crab. Pay us in crabs. <laughs> The delicious kind. I I had some for my birthday. I ordered from them. Ooh. I may have to ask for crabs for another day. <laughs> hey well, guys. We've reached the end of the show. We have we are coming to a complete stop. <laughs> don't unbuckle your don't unfasten your seatbelts just yet. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors. Much like Fluent. Hey Fluent, we love you. Thank you. 
Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. You guys show fluent some love. Lady Madonna was a hit today. Yes. <laughs> and I loved my cake boss. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Oh, oh that's the yeah. outside. Wow, see, that look, looks support small so business. It's Opalaka. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna call them right now. Small black owned business in Opalaka, Florida. And if any anybody knows about crabs, it's Opalaka. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thank you. You are one of the MVPs here uh, for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate your ears, your time, your energy. We love it. Big special thank you to our patrons. Yeah, Destiny, Christy, Denise, Peaches, Meredith, Natalie, Angelina, Jenny, Catherine, Jay, Chrissy, Jesse, Diane, Gabby, and, and Leslie. Leslie. What, what? Thank you guys. We love you guys so much. And that is our show. Please check out our website, rate, review, subscribe, share our shit. See you next week. Pew, 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 pew. Finger guns. <laughs>